0: Welcome to the Gunnar Nich Podcast, my name is Ron and today I want to talk about UEFA Europa League and the recap of Arsenal Burnley game in the weekend in the Premier League. Well, it's been a really, really frustrating time for Arsenal fans in the last couple of games for Arsenal. Um, Again, we're back to poor streak and it's not just... A good thing for us as fans we're really growing frustrated with the performance that we're seeing from the boys uh, see a couple of errors being made in the team um, and they're costing us not bad and on this front um, i'd like to talk about the Arsenal Burnley game we were away to Burnley of course Oba giving us the opener had a couple of good performances In the middle of the game, and towards the end of the first half, Jakar, of course, committing an error that really cost us the game uh, as he is used to, and that made his statistics to eight times uh, that Jagrani Jakar has costed us through errors and directly costing us to go. I don't want to go deep into that, but in the reverse fixture against Burnley, we were in total control, of course at nil-nil at halftime, but in the 58th minute, Granny Jaka again, Inga get the, got the best of him and he strangled Westwood and he was sent off. Before he was sent off, we had 67% of possession and that dropped to three. Of course, our dominance dropped and in the end, we ended up losing the game so i don't know how that pans out for ateta the same player costing him two games in the same fixture so i guess ateta should be wise enough and drop jacker for the next couple of games and give him time to rest too if we are going to do better so that is that um we can rely uh, okay i've never been a jack fan. You know, I've never been a jack of fun. He's always passing backwards. I was just trying to look his uh, statistics, the way he passes the ball. Well, he's making too many passes, which which does not mean he's outstanding. Making too many passes does not guarantee you having a good game, because they could be all back passes and non-creative passes. I was just comparing comparing him to Fred at Manchester United. uh, Rodri, Jokure, um, Hayden, national Castle. Um, who else? I uh compared him to um, who's that? This, this person I compared him to, and yeah, to Didi. Didi actually has only 83 back passes this season for Leicester, um, the lowest I saw in the comparison. But Jaka had played more back passes than all these players that I've mentioned. And not all of them have played lesser matches than Jaka. At least most of them have played more matches than Jaka. But uh, even McTominay, I mean, I compared him to McTominay too. And Jaka had over 200 back passes so far this season in the Premier League. And only in the least, the person who had more than... 200 and 200 passes was Rodri and was the other person. I think Dukure, yeah, Dukure. But still, they had less upper back passes than Chaka. So I wonder what is happening. Oh, people keep praising Chaka for being good, his performances. I mean, before Sepayos went for an injury, if people are talking about his defensive qualities. I think Ceballos is way way better because before Sebayus went out for injuries he had more interceptions more tackles made more chances created more blocks more blocks yeah I think Ceballos had more blocks than Jaka too and more grand duels completed Jacka was only dominant on the aerial duels and on the passes and of course I'm not saying I'm going to remind you that the number of passes does not determine a good game, you could be playing, playing many passes but those passes are not influential passes probably retrogressive passes and the reason why Jacca plays so many passes is because he's so afraid to take on players to try and create spaces for his teammates, so the moment he receives the ball he's always giving it away okay not giving it away rather but he's always passing it away again he doesn't want to keep the ball take his time and trying to pick the person who is more appropriate for a pass so that is why jack has so many passes but less chances created than most of the midfielders in the premier league so i wonder what the fuss is all about jacker being a so good midfielder and improved well <clears throat> that is that away from jacker i'd like to talk about Arsenal and Olympiacos. This is a very, very fixed. This is a fixture that we are very, very well conversant with. Uh, last season, they kicked us out of the UEFA Europa League, and it was a very, very frustrating match for us. In the first leg of last season UEFA Europa League, Arsenal, we won away. We won one nil away, and then they came to the Emirates. Uh, before uh, they came to the Emirates, um, of course, it was during Corona. And um, Sise equalized uh, the away goal. He canceled the away goal, and so we went to the extra time. And at extra time, Uber managed to put us in front again, and we had an advantage. The goal was uh, assisted by Martinelli, but again, somehow we managed to lose the grip of the game as. El Rabi managed to score again and cancel our advantage <coughs> Then later in the game, over <coughs> managed to get our chance But he miscued it, he kicked it out wide And in the end, we were knocked out in the fixture And that's why so many Arsenal fans are hoping for a revenge tonight As we play Olympiacos Well, <coughs> in the first leg of last game the only two players were booked against Olympiacos on the first leg of the of last season's Europa Europa League that was Mustafi and Jacko, Of course, you know in <laughs> Jack is always getting himself getting himself booked. Uh, I don't know why he can't keep his head. But let's hope that he's gonna change. But I don't expect to see him today if we want to win this game. Uh, I expect Atea to drop one defensive midfielder because he's been playing with two defensive midfielders in the form of Jakar and Thomas Pate. So I expect today he's gonna drop Jakar and play Sebastian Pate so that we can see a change in our midfield. <coughs> so. My prediction for today is that Olympiakos if Jackal starts in the midfield Olympiakos are going to get, get a win probably to one win Olympiacos have lost only twice uh, since December 10th 2020 that is against PSV recently and Panathinaikos and there's a lot of danger areas that the Olymp- Olympiacos is going to be generating like they have Matthew Walgwena on the right flank and they have Bruma on the left flank so on the right flank it's gonna be very very difficult depending on who starts there uh, we have Chambers available we have Cedric Soares available we have Bellary but for me I would pick um, Cedric but you know Atetzer with his selection is never going it right a few times he gets it right but most of the time his selections are always Disappointing, so let's hope that tonight is not going to disappoint just bench Jacker, play Ceballos. uh Bench Bellerin, bench Chambers and play Cedric um, So this is my predicted squad for today. Okay, my preferred squad for today not predicted uh, Laka up top uh, Oba on the left wing Saka on the right wing Ortega number ten, Sebaeus number eight, Pi number six. So the formation four-two-three-one. Tini on the left back, mario on the right back. Ma- Ma- Tini on the left back, mario on the left centre back. Uh, I'd pick Lou. I'd pick holding on the on the centre back, but I know Ateta is gonna go with Luis. Cool. But Luis is too slow for Bruma. the lack of Bruma and Valbuena. And then Cedric on the right back. That is my preferred selection. But let's see. Let's wait and see what Ateta is gonna remain with. So that's it for today. And until the next podcast, bye bye.